Okay. Amen. So we have to, to grow our faith every day. You've got to keep adding to your faith virtue, virtue knowledge, knowledge temperance, temperance patience, patience godliness, godliness brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness charity. If these things be in you and abound, they make that you should be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So you want to be able to grow your faith. You got to put your faith to the test. You got to try it out. The song says, faith can move mountains, mountains of fear and doubt. Faith can move mountains. So try your faith out. Put it to the test sometimes. And so you'll see how is it growing. Amen. Because without faith is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we're growing. Okay. That you might work worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God that you might be, we might be a divine church of spiritual leadership and growth for everyone. So tonight we want to talk about growing in Christ. We're starting a new monthly theme now. We're going to talk about growing in Christ. And the thing is, is once we have our faith, and if you notice, Paul's, Peter, Peter says you add to your faith virtue and then virtue, knowledge. Okay? So to grow in Christ, we are talking about learning how to increase in your knowledge and your understanding of God. Amen. You, you, and, and your love for Him. Everything you do should revolve around your love for Him and to know Him. Paul says in Philippians 3, Oh, that I might know Him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformable unto his death, that by any means I might attain to that which I am also apprehended of. Amen. We want to grow in Christ. We want to increase in our knowledge. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, I have not seen or ears heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for him, that love him. Now, I know you love God, okay? So, what are you missing? Say, if I have not seen and ears have not heard the things he's prepared for, what are you missing? See, you have to realize that in him we live, we move, we have our bids. And so Jesus wants us to know him. He wants us to know about him. Most people, a lot of people have a job, and don't have a clue about the, what the job's all about. They don't, they don't know who it belongs to. They don't know the owner of the company. They don't know the mission of the company. They don't know anything about the company. All they know is they work there. <laughs> you know, you, you want to know about the company, say, one of the quickest ways to get hired for a job is if you know something about it. You know, if you go out and you, you look at, nowadays most places have websites and all these things about their company, their mission, their, their goals, their vision for that company. If you study it well and you go into that company and you sit down for an interview and you can talk about that company's vision and goals and what is trying to do and how you can enhance and what you can bring to the table, you know, you probably get hired because it lets the company know that you did your homework, you've studied, you've looked at these things, you know, and so therefore you should be able to know about Christ, okay? We should be studying more to learn more about Jesus so that we can grow in Christ, Amen. So what does it mean to grow in Christ? It means to increase in your knowledge of Christ, your love for Him, and your obedience to Him. Amen. You want to get to a point to where it's Jesus, 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 Jesus. Got Him on my mind, you know. You want to rise up talking about Jesus. You want to have the strong love in your heart for Jesus. Amen. Because we're on a, on a journey to a better place. 
We are going to a city, the Bible says, where there will be no night, where Jesus is the light. So we're going to go forth, amen, in this thing. It's becoming more like him. Now this is eternal life, that you may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, John seventeen three. Spiritual growth results from trust in Christ. We must learn to take him at his word, as the just must live by faith, Paul wrote Galatians 3.11. A life of faith will enable you to trust God continually with every detail of your life. The Apostle Peter admonishes us, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul also admonish, awake to righteousness, and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. And I speak this to your shame, 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty four. For this cause, we also, since today we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing and the knowledge of God. We cannot grow in that which we have no knowledge. Therefore, we want to. Amen. We must grow in Christ. Amen. We must grow in Christ. Now, notice what Paul says. Some have not the knowledge of God. So, if I'm going to grow, I have to study. I've got to learn. So, what does God like? What does God dislike? You know, what is, does he want me to do? Notice Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23 and 24. Jeremiah says in Jeremiah chapter 9 verse 23 and 24, he says, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glory gloryeth in this. What? That he knoweth and understand me. That I am the Lord which execute love and kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things do I delight, saith the Lord. So God says, I want you to know me. Don't glory in nothing else but to know me. This is what Paul is trying to get us to see in Timothy, 1 Timothy 6. He says, having food and raiment, be there with content. Because you brought nothing into this world, and it's for certain you're going to take nothing out. See, I've got to know Christ. I've got to understand Him and His ways, amen, even though they're beyond finding out. But I, I've got to try somehow to know more about Him. The Bible speaking in Hebrews 11 in the faith chapter about Abraham. It says that he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise. Amen. Why? Because he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. See? They looked for a city. They looked for a place. Moses, it goes on, he chose to suffer with the children of God than to endure the pleasures of sin for a season because he had respect to the recompense of the reward. He forsook Egypt, the Bible says in Hebrews 11. Why? Because he looked forth to see in him that was invisible. Say, he wanted to see. So if we're going to grow in Christ, we have to increase our knowledge. Of Christ. See? So Jeremiah, the Lord says, don't, don't glory in your wisdom. Don't glory in your might. Don't glory in your riches, but know me. Know me. Jesus turned to his disciples after a certain period of time of teaching and walking along with them in Matthew 16, 13. He turned to them and says, who do they say I the son of man am? And they say, well, some say you're John the Baptist or Jeremiah or Elijah or one of the old prophets. He says, but who do you say that I am? Say, every one of us must know him. 
We must know him in his deity. We must know him, the things that he likes and dislikes. So the Lord said in Jeremiah, I love love and kindness, I love judgment, and I love righteousness. For in these things I delight. So if God loves those three things, then guess what? We have to love those three things. We have to learn how to be kind. We have to be learn how to have love and kindness in our heart. Kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, considerate. Wikipedia defined kindness as a behavior marked by ethical characteristics, a pleasant disposition, and care and consideration for others. Kindness is considered a virtue, and virtue is moral excellence, and virtue is a trait of quality that is deemed to be morally good and thus is valued as a foundation of principle and good moral beings. Personal virtues or characteristics values as promoted collective and individual greatness. In other words, it is behavior that show higher moral standards. Amen. It's doing what is right versus doing what is wrong. So, if I, God is calling for us to be kind, how we treat people. See, when God told the story about the Good Samaritan, it's showing kindness. Compassion is really showing kindness and sympathy to other people. If you notice Jesus' life, he went about doing what? Good. He was kind. And so therefore, if we're going to know him and be like him, we have to learn kindness, loving kindness. I think the psalmist says, Thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee while I live. I will lift my voice unto thy name. Amen. We've got to learn how to grow in Christ. Amen. Moving along. If we are not exercising in love and kindness, if we're not exercising in judgment, if we're not exercising in righteousness, we're not growing. The same way if, we, if our faith isn't growing, we aren't growing. Say, the things that God desires and the things that God delight in, we have got to grow in it. That means you've got to start cutting some things out of your life. Notice Proverbs 6. Go to Proverbs 6.16. Proverbs 6.16. These six things that the Lord hates, seven are an abomination. In other words, seven that make him sick. He hates it. Amen. First, a proud look. Pride. Okay? If God hates pride, then we have to get pride out of our lives. If I know Him. Say, the Bible says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. See, so I can't allow pride to be in my life to where I think I'm better than someone else. I have to walk with the spirit of humility. Peter tells us in First Peter, he says, amen, that you walk humbly. So we've got to have a humble spirit. Humble yourself in the presence of the Lord, and he will do what? Exalt you and do time. See, humility is the, to be, you know, at an even kill or pace the way you don't think you are higher than anyone else. You don't exalt yourself above someone else. Say, you condense the men of low estate. So you want to walk humbly before your God. Say, you want to have a humble spirit about you. So pride needs to get out of your life. Okay? Next, a lion tongue. A lying tongue. We have to learn to be truthful. Most times if we're not careful, when we don't want to do something, we don't want to be someplace, we will, it's real easy to find the lie. 
say, instead of telling the truth. You don't want to be there? Just say, I don't want to be there. <laughs> you know? Why make an excuse? Because God is watching. He knows. And, you know, when you do that, the enemy usually is going to come after you. Because he knows. Say, and so therefore we need to be truthful. Notice what the psalmster says in Psalms 34. Um, go to verse 11, I think it is. 34, 11 through 13. I think he says, Come, you children, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. You know, he says, What man is he that what? You want life? You want to live many days? You love many days? So you can see good? Well, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking guile. See, learn to tell the truth. Because without, the book of Revelation says, are all liars? They're out. They're without. You, lying can't get you into heaven. Say. So if, if I have a habit of twisting just a little bit, you know, to twist it just a little bit is to twist it a whole bit. You, know, you can't tell a half lie. There's no such thing as little white lies. It's a lie. Say, and God hates it. Do you know why he hates it? Because there you go. He's the God of truth. Say, Notice what Proverbs says, Proverbs 8. You know, it says, All the words of my mouth, what are they? Are in righteousness. Go, go, back, go back to verse uh, 7, dear. Amen. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Say, so we've got to speak truth. I will open my mouth in righteousness, and there is nothing forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that have understanding, and right to him that seeketh knowledge. See, we're seeking knowledge. So in other words, while we're trying to grow in knowing God, see, We've got to learn that God is going to show us some things that we need to get rid of in order to know Him, to become like Him. Say, and, and proud look is one of those things we've got to get rid of. Lying tongue is one of those things we've got to get rid of here. Amen. What else do we got to get rid of? Amen. Hands that shed innocent blood. Okay. We can't be murdering people. Okay? We can't be taking innocent lives. See, we can't be doing that. Hands that shed innocent blood. Feet that be swift and run into mischief. A heart that divides the wicked imaginations. See, you sit around and dreaming up evil. People do that. Now, what kind of, what kind of trouble can I get in today? <laughs> you know, a heart, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You don't devise wickedness. I'm going to get even at him. I'm going to do this to him. I'm going to do that to her. You know? You don't devise wickedness. Because you open yourself up to the enemy. Say, Feet that be swift and run into those mischiefs that you come up with. Or other wrong. A false witness that speaketh lies. You ever notice that in the court they always ask, used to, I don't know if they do it anymore, it's been a long time since I've been to court. You know, they have you put your hand on the Bible and they used to say to use Solomon to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God. The Bible was the standard. Say, and so we don't want to be a false witness against any. If I didn't see it, then I don't want to be a part of it. Say, 
That's one of the that's one of the, the fallacies and the destructive of gossip. Because people is telling stuff that they have no clue if it's true or false. Say, did you hear what he did? Did you hear what she did? Are you sure that's truth? Uh, <laughs> a false witness. You are my witnesses. Isaiah 43.10, the Lord said. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, and neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Say, we're his witnesses. So if I'm his witness, then I can't be Satan witness too. So if I tell false witness, then I'm working for the devil. And you can't have the devil and Jesus at the same time. Come on. If I'm going, if I say I know him, then I've got to know him. I got to know his likes. I got to know his dislikes. And I have to pattern my life after him. And he that sowed discord among brothers, he that bring disunity in the body, say, amongst each other. And that's where gossip comes in a lot of times is it breaks the, the bond of, 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 of the unity of the spirit. That's why if you look at Ephesians 4, go to Ephesians 4 real quick. Start with verse 1. Ephesians 4, verse 1. I therefore the prisoner, Paul says. Are you a prisoner of Christ? Are you chained and linked with him? Amen. If you know him, you should be his prisoner. You should be linked to him. His DNA, his blood should be flowing through your bloodline. Everything about him should be now flowing through you. Because why? You say, I have his spirit in me. If his spirit is in me, then I am supposed to be doing what his word tells me to do. And I am supposed to be growing to be more like him on a day-to-day basis. See? He says in Matthew 5:48, Be ye perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. In other words, become complete in me. Say, you should have need of nothing else but Jesus. And everything you have need of, Paul says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and his glory by Christ Jesus. See, so I want to know him. I want to grow in him. I want my light to shine. See, so notice what Paul says here in Ephesians 4. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Are you walking worthy? Say, what's the purpose? That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. See, in other words, you want to know more. You want to know more about him. Who is he? You know, John says, that which was from the beginning, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, for the life was manifested, and we've seen it, and do declare it to you, that you may also have fellowship with the Son. Amen. He says, this is the message, and declare unto you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our sins. See, so I got to grow in these things and understand these things. 
Get wisdom. Get knowledge. Get understanding. Buy the truth. Sell it not. Wisdom. Instruction. And understanding. If I buy the truth, and I sell the truth, or I get rid of the truth, what am I doing? I'm going to live the rest of my life in a lie. Because God is God of truth. If I buy wisdom, and I sell wisdom, then I'm going to be unwise for the rest of my life. If I buy instruction, and I sell instruction, I have no guidance and directions to lead me. If I buy understanding and I sell understanding, guess what? I'm going to be just like the horse and the mule, which have no understanding, that has to be led about with bits and bridles in my mouth. See, so I got to know him. So I beseech you, I beg you, that you walk worthy of the vacation, the gospel wherein you was called. Notice verse 2. With all lowliness or all humility and meekness with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, even as you are calling one hope of your calling, one Lord. One faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who's above all, and through y'all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that also he descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above the heavens, that he might fill all things. Talking of Jesus Christ. And he gave some apostles, and he gave some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, to bring you to completion, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith, and here it comes, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, Unto a perfect man. Unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. In other words, the ministry, the fivefold ministry is designed to bring us all to Jesus Christ with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Notice, the knowledge of God. And unto a perfect man. Psalms 37, 37 says what? Mark the perfect man, for the end of that man is peace. And if God is the perfect man, then we've got to be complete. That's why Paul says in Colossians 2, we are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. Say. So the knowledge of God, to bring us to the knowledge of God here, that we henceforth be what? No more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and the cunning craftiness where they by lying wait to deceive. But we grow, but speaking the truth in love, we what? may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. See, we want to grow up. We want to mature. That's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. 
But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Say, want to grow in Christ Jesus here. And so therefore, we have to have this loving kindness in us. And we've got to have judgment. The judgments of the Lord are what? True, and they are righteous altogether. See, so if I have the judgment of God, being fair and equal and treating everybody right the way it should be, then what am I doing? I'm moving to that righteous point. Because righteousness, according to the book of Revelation, is the white linen of the saints of God. See, if you want to wear that white robe, you remember those song, I got a robe, he got a robe, all God's children got a robe, my Lordy. When I get to heaven, I'm going to put on my robe, going to shout all over God heaven. Well, I ain't going to put it on if I don't have righteousness. Because he's a God of righteousness. Jehovah Teniskanu. The Lord our righteous. See? So we, we, we want to make sure that we're following what he loves. If he delights in love and kindness, then I've got to have love and kindness. See, to walk humble before God is to love people. It's to love one another. Do unto others as you will have them do unto you is what is known as the golden rule, right? Amen. So we've got to have this kindness working in our lives if we're going to grow. I've got to have the, the judgments of God. You know, look at Psalms uh, 119 verse 32. Psalms 19, go to Psalms 119, I think it's... I want to think. I want to start with verse uh, thirty-two. I think it is thirty-three. Thirty-three. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I will keep it unto the end. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoice in the heart. Say. If I know the statutes of God, then I should be rejoicing. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is hand. Be careful of nothing. Everything be prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God and the peace of God. Right? We need to rejoice. Foot 34. Give me what? Understanding. And I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. All of me. I will observe the law. I shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, the mind, soul, and strength of thy neighbors, thyself. On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. Amen. So, give me an understanding. The substance says, open thou mine eyes that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. Because the law was designed to bring us to Christ. The law was designed to keep us on track. See, it is to help us to grow in Christ. It is to help us to become mature in Christ. 35. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Do you pray and ask God to make you do some things? He's our Father. If He spanks you, will you do it? <laughs> Whom He loveth, He chasteneth. So the psalm says, Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlighten the eyes. Verse 36, Incline my heart, Unto thy testimonies and not unto covetousness. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies. Amen. Unto thy testimonies. What are the testimonies of the Lord? They're sure, making wise the simple. 
the testimonies, the things of God, what God says, the things He's done. Amen. Turn away my eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in the way. Establish thy word unto thy servant, who is devoted to thy fear. Turn away my reproaches which I fear, for thy judgments are good. Behold, I have longed for thy precepts, quicken me in thy righteousness. Notice what he's praying and asking God for. If we're going to grow, this has got to be the kind of prayers we start praying. Say, these same types of prayers that David is praying here is for growth process. He's asking God to do something for him. Teach me. Turn me. Incline me. Show me. Say, if I'm going to know him and if I'm going to grow in him, then I need God's help to perfect me in these things. Jesus says, you have not because you ask not. Everyone that asketh receiveth, and everyone seeketh to find it, and everyone that knocketh, the door will be open. See, if I want to know him. See, I want to know about the power of his resurrection. Amen. I want to know about his kindness and his love. Aristotle defined kindness as helpfulness towards someone in need, not in return for anything, nor for the advantage of the helper himself, but for that of the person that is helped. Amen. So we want to help others. Be kindly affectionate, Paul said, one to another with brotherly love, and honor preferring one another. Give room to others. Kindness. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put far away from you with all malice. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiven one another, even as Christ, for God for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Amen. So we have to delight in the things of God. So if God hates pride, if God hates a lying tongue, if God hates a heart that divides wicked imagination, if God hates feet that be swift and run into mischief, if God hates discord, then what should I be doing? Hating the same things. So that I live the way that he wants me to live. To grow in the things that he wants me to grow in. But grow, Peter said, in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, that unmerited love of God, amen, we've got to grow this way. Because if I allow pride to get in my heart, do you know what's going to happen? I'm never going to try to find out and seek for holiness. Because if I don't have holiness, I'm not going to see God. The Bible tells me that in Proverbs, I mean Hebrews twelve fourteen, fall of peace with all men in holiness, for without shall no man see the Lord. So if I'm going to grow in Him, then I've got to start doing what He's telling me to do. Don't be a hearer of the word only. Learn to be a doer. I want to grow in Him. I want to be like Him. Amen. So grow in the knowledge and the grace. This is why James says in James 4, 17, Therefore to him that know to do good and don't do it, it's sin. So if I know I'm supposed to do good and I don't do it, what did I just do? I just disobeyed God. I just regressed. See? Because I know now what God requires is to do good. So if I'm going to grow, i got to do good. I have to get it in my heart. As Jesus says, sell it in your heart. Purpose in your heart. I'm going to start doing good to all men, especially to them that are of the household of faith. See? I've got to learn to do these things and to do it right. 
Jesus says in John 8, 31 and 32, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. See, i got to continue in it in order to be free. Because if I don't do it, what am I doing? I'm making myself a sinner. And I'm keeping backing the, back the wrong way. See, I've got to get to the point, brothers and sisters, to where I says, it's going to be what God says. And that's what I'm going to do. Even though others might turn against me. Even though others might talk about me. I have to learn to do right. Eternal salvation is more important than anything else in my life. Amen. John chapter 7, verse 16 through 17. John chapter 7, verse 16 and 17. Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine... Is not mine, but him that sent me. And if any man will do his will, he should know the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. What is the apostles' doctrine? Okay. The death, the veil, and the resurrection. Of Jesus Christ, right? Which is known as the gospel, right? Okay. What other doctrines did Jesus teach? Go ahead. Okay. So if I get persecuted, then I'm blessed. Huh? Okay. Rippy? Can you stand? Can you stand in that? Huh? You have to have knowledge in order to be able to stand with what he's asking you to do. You got to know him. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. Amen. What other doctrines did he teach? Prayer. What did he say about prayer? Pray with all prayer, with all ways. Okay. Prayer. Okay. Beatitudes. Okay. What else? What other doctrines did he teach? Come on, it's not a trick. <laughs> huh? Okay, witness? Love your enemies? What other doctrines? You got to be born again of the water spirit? What else? Baptism, doctrine of baptism, what else? Baptism, Thanksgiving, what else did he teach us? Repentance, what else? Come on, guys. <laughs> huh? He called daughters the oneness of God? Okay, what else? Take up his cross and follow him? What else? To be merciful? Love one another? Say again? Serve one another? What else? Huh? I can't hear you. Repentance? What else? Giving? What else? Compassion? What else? Holiness? What else? Faith? What else? Don't be a hypocrite? What else? Huh? Meekness? What else? Patience? What else? Long-suffering? What else? 
<laughs> okay, what else? Okay, <laughs> but what else? Huh? Is the light or what? What else? Go teach the commission. Forgiveness. Okay. What else did he teach us? Be a light in the darkness. All salt of the earth. Live our lives. Unity of the spirit. Say again. Be an overcomer. Amen. Be a light of the world. See, the things we have to realize, if we're going to grow, I've got to know what he taught. I've got to know the doctrine. Yes, the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But notice, now we go on to what? Perfection. See, he laid out the plan of salvation. And as a result, all the other stories and the things he did is to show you and I now how we must take up that cross and follow him. Say, how we are going to live now, we must live. If I say I know him, there come some steps now that I've got to start doing. I've got to study to show myself approved unto God. I've got to understand that what God likes, what God dislikes, what He's requiring of me to do, I've got to start doing those things. I've got to have compassion. Amen. I've got to be moved. He was moved with compassion. It is of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed because His compassion fell not there new every morning. So if His compassion is renewed every morning, my compassion must be renewed every morning. Amen. If His mercy is new every day, I've got to be renewed in my mercy every day. Whatever is Him, I have to be the same in my life if I'm going to know Him and be like Him. If he tells me that I am the slight of the world, a city that is set on the hill that cannot be hidden, then therefore my light must shine bright always in my life. Amen. It's just like what the Lord told Moses to tell Aaron and the children of Israel. Don't ever let the light go out in the temple. Command them to bring oil in the morning. Command them to bring fresh oil in the evening to keep the light burning in the temple. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're not your own. You were brought with the price. So therefore, with the Spirit of God in you, then the Spirit of God in you should be radiant to where others can see Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. This is why you got to learn how to be right and do right so that you're not sinned. Because if you're sinning, it's going to block your light. People are not going to see it. Amen. You've got to make sure... That you cleanse yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit and perfect holiness and the fear of God. You have to be separated from the world and set apart unto God. Say, this is what God wants. Us to know Him. And I have to know Him. So the doctrines that He taught us, the doctrines of baptism. That's why when you read Hebrews 6, start. He said, therefore, leaving. Notice, Hebrews 6, he says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to what? Perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance and dead works and faith towards God. Because we're going to do these things. They're given. Say, doctrines moves you. Doctrine is designed... To cause you to set the standard. Say, doctrine is how you fight. Doctrine is how you survive on the battlefield. Say, you have to know the doctrine. If not, the enemy is going to take you out. Right, right. Say, 
So we have to understand all these things you will send to me. Yes, but we've got to grow in those so that we can move on. Say, because they got to become a part of us. We've already repented. We've already been baptized in Jesus' name. We've already received the Holy Ghost. Now, now let's go on to what? Perfection. Remember what Paul says in Ephesians 4? That the fivefold ministry is to bring us all into the perfect man. To the fullness of the statues of Christ. There would be no more children. See, we got the spiritually mature. You remember the lesson we had a few months ago about spiritual maturity? See, we got to grow up. We can't think the same old way. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body, live in sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your spirit, of mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Say, if we're going to grow in Him, we got to know what he, he, he taught. So that, when you're out and about, you know it. See, it's just like being in the military. You know, when they teach you customs and courtesy, you know, they tell you who to salute and all kinds of stuff. So that when you're out and about, you're walking around base, walking up and down town, wherever you're at, you see bars, stars, or eagles, or whatever. And you're in uniform, you know exactly what to do without being told. See, so we grow in Christ for this purpose, so that when we're out and about, we know what to do in situations and circumstances. People was wearing those watches and things said, what? WWJD? What would Jesus do? See, so we want to know what he would do so that we can do the same things. Amen? So we're going to get into this. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen? Praise God.